Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed. This week, we're telling the story of Royal Air Maroc Flight 439. Uh, Before we get into it, we recorded a collaboration with Bath and Body Parts. They're a true crime podcast. You can find the link to their show in the description of this episode, and you can also find them on our Instagram. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to look out for that. I saw a baby squirrel, not a baby squirrel, a mother squirrel gathering like fuzz to build a nest so she can give birth. It's very nice. Yeah, getting ready. I know, getting ready. The 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 instincts command. Yes. (laughs) I uh, hope it doesn't it's not too soon though. I mean it's pretty early. For seventy five degree weather. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know if uh, I don't know how early in their pregnancy they start to build their nest, but she had found mm-hmm. like fuzz, like stuffing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. pillow stuffing or stuffed animal stuffing. Oh, so her so mouth comfy. was just, I'll send you a picture. Yes. Perfect <laughs> for a sweet little baby. Yeah. Um, uh, today we're doing the story of Royal Air Maroc 439. Um, do you, I don't know if you're familiar with Royal Air Maroc. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the national airline of Morocco, which is a kingdom. So it is, in fact, Royal Air Morocco. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, we're, we're again, we're back in the present day again in uh, 2018, on July 9th, 2018. And again, I feel like whenever people tell me this show makes them afraid of flying, I'm like, no, no, all the stories are like in the past. And it's like, (laughs) but we keep doing these like post 9-11 stories. (laughs) So I guess apologies. Um, Yeah. And we've got a a new aircraft that I don't think we've ever talked about before. An ART... 72 so um royal air maroc is uh an international airline it actually flew out of jfk uh in our in terminal one so when i worked for jal we would um be working at the same time pretty often uh at different corner uh different counters so uh it's a normal international airline but they have royal air maroc express which is their uh, domestic short haul flights with uh, these ART 72s. So these ART 72s are uh, like little aircraft prop planes. There's two engines, a uh, prop on each one. And uh, yeah, it's they're little puddle jumpers. You know, Morocco is right. very small geographically. Um, when I was there, I took the bus everywhere, and that was a totally totally viable means of getting from place you know from one city to the other yeah so we've got a little plane we are we again uh don't know the names of the pilots and i think it will be very obvious why we don't know their names okay as the story goes on okay Uh, what we do what we do know about them uh is that the captain is 61 he's a veteran pilot for royal Maroc. uh he's got uh like plenty of experience he had been flying 737s for royal air maroc and now he is in the little subsidiary royal air maroc express flying these um art 72s so he's fairly mm. new to this aircraft but not at all new to flying planes 
the first officer, the only thing we know about the first officer is that he's much earlier in his career. He's got around a thousand flight hours. He's green, fresh, first officer. And we've got a trainee, a brand new hire for Royal Amarok uh, in the jump seat. So we've got like a, you know, pretty new first officer, a brand new trainee and a experienced veteran captain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most uh, like regional flights like this will have kind of like a a route, kind of like a bus route. So the route for these pilots on this day is they're going to go from Casablanca to Al Hakima which is on the northern coast of Morocco, kind of on a little triangular, like jutting out into the Mediterranean, uh, to Tangiers, which is the part of Morocco that gets the closest to Spain, uh, like right at the very narrow opening to the Mediterranean Sea. And then they're going to reverse. They'll go uh, back from Tangier to uh, Al I always want to say El Camino. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> to Al Hokima, um, then back to um, Casablanca. So that's their their duty for today. That's the job. Um, and <laughs> so Casablanca, where they're starting out, weather's nice, beautiful. Uh, it's Morocco. It's right generally pretty dry right um but they actually do have some fog rolling in off the mediterranean Mm. in those two northernmost cities that they're flying to so they're used to flying in very dry clear conditions that's what it's like in casablanca but as they approach uh al-hakima uh, they are starting to get some fog that's getting a little denser and denser as they're as they're approaching. Uh, so as they're flying toward from Casablanca to Al-Hakima, which is their first flight of the day, uh, the proximity, like the terrain, you know, the terrain, terrain, pull up, pull up, very scary mm-hmm. warning. That doesn't go off, but the sensor that's kind of like a, a warning before that very loud warning goes off hmm. uh, illuminates. So a little, a little light on their dashboard illuminates warning them uh, of terrain, but there's no terrain. They're at 16,000 feet. So they don't totally know what that's about uh, on their flight on the flight that they're going on right now. They have to uh, use GPS. There's no VOR or ILS or anything at the airport that they're flying into. So they're using the uh, non-precision GPS system. So what probably happened is the fog, the mist kind of blocked the GPS signal and just gave the computer a little a little scare, a little false yeah. alarm. No big deal. Just something that happens, right? Right. Anybody who's ever had like a weird car or like a phone that you have to hold a certain way, like sometimes yeah. stuff is a little touchy. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they just ignore it and it goes back off and they keep flying. Uh, they start to descend toward Al-Hakima and they're supposed to descend to a thousand feet, right? So a pretty normal approach would be descend to a thousand feet Get into where you can see the airport. When you can see the runway, then you land, right? Uh, 
they descend, they're supposed to descend to a thousand feet. The captain is flying. Uh, instead of leveling off at a thousand feet, he just blows right through it, keeps oh. descending, descends, descends, descends to 500 feet, Whoa. keeps descending, just keeps descending. What are, what are we going to worry about, right? At 60 feet, 60 Whoa. feet above sea level, at 60 feet, the terrain warning goes off, the real warning, because it's oh like the terrain, terrain, pull up, pull up, starts to go off because they're just diving toward the earth for no reason. Uh, the pilot actually gets down to 45 feet above the water oh levels God. off revs up the engines a little bit gets a little higher uh they see the runway they land okay Jeez. this is this is not normal that no. is not how you <laughs> land right that's not the standard way they're thinking about this poor trainee in the back like he's right. here to like learn <laughs> no and they just uh. not correct procedure <laughs> at all no at all the terrain Just proximity slam warning towards the ground right right and the 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 proximity warning the reason it doesn't go off when they're just landing normally is because the the plane is familiar with what a normal landing would feel like right you would be slowing down you would be descending gradually you know what i mean but if you're going so fast and like getting so close to the ground so quickly the plane right. thinks you are doing something wrong but this is just how this guy flies the plane, I guess. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so they land uh, and uh, they let some people off, get new people on the plane. Now they're on to Tangier. Now, um, if you have your little mental map, you know that like if you imagine around the Mediterranean, uh, the Tangier is like a pointy little triangle up out of Africa. So is Al... Al... I can't not say El Camino. This is horrible. You know when you don't say things out loud, you just read them and then yes. you go to say them and they like yep. won't come out of your mouth. Yep. Okay, we're gonna call it. One hundred percent. So so the flight they're gonna take now to Tangier is all over water, right? Because these are two little kind of points off the northern coast of Africa that they're flying between. So uh they just had this really weird landing, but everything's fine. Yes, this is just how this guy does business. They decide to just take off. They they take off again, fly to Tangier, land in Tangier. Uh, the landing is again not normal, but not nobody dies, right? They land the plane. And right. uh, okay, so they're halfway through their day, right? Everything, this is fine. These are a little short just little short hops, right? So when they arrive in Tangier, the they are doing their uh, briefing because they're they're passing command of the plane from the captain, not command of the plane. They're the first officer is going to fly the reverse route. So the captain flew both legs to Tangier, and now the first officer is going to fly the two legs back. Right. So the captain is advising the first officer how to do this his way. Right. So oh uh, the captain says, because uh, there's still fog and stuff, the captain says, if we can't see the runway by minimums, right, by the time we're supposed to see the the 
ground before we're supposed to see the runway with our own eyes or go around if we don't see the runway by the time we reach the minimum level we'll just keep descending to 400 feet and then fly along at 400 feet until we see the runway and then we'll just land if we don't see the runway by the time we're two miles away like uh as the crow flies by the time they're not above the ground but in front of the runway if we don't see the runway by the time we're two miles away from it then we'll go around that's not normal that's not normal the minimums for reference are actually 700 feet for this route right so for this landing that they're uh that they're planning for the minimums are 700 feet the captain is just literally just telling the first officer if you can't see it by the minimums just keep going down it's fine we'll just no problem right i assume the trainee is just like quietly sitting and praying but uh the first officer listens to all of this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he has an idea he says you know the like terrain warning the ground proximity warning you know it went off that was annoying. Can we just turn it <laughs> off? Can we just no. turn it off? Bad idea. That's what very, he says. very bad the, idea. Well, the captain says, great idea. No. <laughs> let's check. Let's check oh, the minimum equipment list. So minimum equipment list exists to it's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's what has to be operating on the plane for it to take off. Right. So something like the entertainment system on a plane. If the entertainment system isn't working, the plane can still operate safely. Right. The uh, it's usually to see what you can take off with if something is broken nothing about the uh, like terrain proximity warning is broken right yeah. that that's not it's working fine okay it's just annoying when they are doing really scary outlandish flying that the plane warns them that they could die so they check the lists and technically if the ground proximity warning was broken they would still be able to fly the plane and they mm. take that as permission to just turn it off because wow. it's annoying them. Yeah. Wow. That's so terrible. They just flip. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so they flip that puppy off and uh, and get ready to, to fly back to El Hakima. Right. So uh, they turn it off. It's technically allowed. They take off. And are flying this very, very, very short hop over to uh, Al-Hakima, right? So this flight, again, it's all over water. They're flying back the way they just came. Uh, They've got 58 souls on board now, for reference. On this leg, there's 58 human beings on board. There's the three people in the cockpit. There's one flight attendant. And then there's 55, uh, nope, 54 patience i can't remember what words mean <laughs> anyway it's fine. thank you <laughs> so so the uh captain tells the first officer uh like okay you fly the plane and i'm gonna watch the speed and the water now watching the water isn't a normal part of flying a plane presumably he means watch the altitude watch how close to the water are we since we turned off the ground proximity warning uh and they also are um 
it's it's foggy right it's still super super foggy uh so watching the water not a plausible concept to begin with right it doesn't make sense when you should watch the altitude also doesn't make sense because you can't see the water nothing to watch right so uh the super short flight they run through the approach checklist which i think is really cute at this point that they're still running through the approach checklist (laughs) why bother already why bother (laughs) you're just you already decided how you're gonna do it right right uh they're already approaching Alakima. Uh, the air traffic controller calls them and tells them that, hey, you know, as you may have noticed, I'm very foggy, misty. And the uh, air traffic controller tells them that the cloud cover is at 600 feet, meaning that they should be able to see the runway below 600 feet. But remember, the minimum in theory on paper is 700 feet right so uh they say like sure no problem and uh they line up with the runway and they begin to descend for some reason i don't know what the dealio is with these guys but they're descending very rapidly and they're 80 knots over speed so they're going too fast forward and they're going too fast down they're going way too fast by every metric okay (laughs) the uh they're wrapped in cloud cover uh they are cleared to land great uh they drop the landing gear uh as they're going down they're going down too fast and forward too fast the captain feels that's not fast enough and says go Go to the limit. At 1,000 feet, we'll see the ground. Where did you get that idea, buddy? Where'd you get that idea? Because they told you you'd be able to see the ground at 600 feet. Where's 1,000 feet coming from? They start descending at 1,800 feet a minute. Way too fast. They are not slowing down their, their forward speed either. They're still going too fast to land going forward. Uh, they get down to 400 feet. And obviously can't see the runway. So they've surpassed minimums. Uh, they get down to 400 feet, which was the, the plan that the captain had had. They still can't see the runway. The captain oh, no. says, keep going. We'll see the runway at 500 feet. What does that mean, buddy? We're already at 400. What do you mean we'll see it at 500? Because we're at 400 already <laughs> and we can't see it. Okay. The captain says, keep going. Go, go, go. He's really like, this is not happening fast enough for the captain. Okay. They get down <laughs> to... They get down to 100 feet. They're 100 feet. They still can't see the runway. Okay, this is bananas. Go around, guys. Go around. They're at 100 feet. The first officer says, this is not normal. The first officer is getting freaked (laughs) out. This is not normal. The first officer takes manual control of the plane so that he can land, presumably, because they're at 100 feet above sea level, so hopefully this runway is going to show up pretty soon. The captain says, and I quote, oh, yeah, this is fine. The captain is not worried. Okay, the first officer starts to, the first officer is basically losing his nerve at this point. This is a freaky situation. He doesn't like it. He starts to pull back on the the, um, controls a little bit. He wants to lift the nose of the plane. He wants to pull away. He wants to gain altitude. He wants to kind of get out of the situation. (laughs) The captain says no and pushes his controls down overriding the first officer because he's the captain so he pushes the controls forward it overrides the first officer they begin to descend again they hit the water oh god they bounce they skip like a stone they hit the water again the captain lets go of the controls 
The first officer realizes that somehow, even though they've just slammed into the ground twice, uh, they appear to still be alive. And so he revs up the engines and pulls back on his controls. And they actually do. They pull away from the water. Holy shit. The plane didn't crash. The plane didn't shatter on impact. They pull away from the, from the ground. The captain calls air traffic control and says, we're going Oops. around. <laughs> Just air totally chill. We're going to go around. We'll be our We're going to go around. Right. We're going around. He says, we're going to, uh, for some reason, the captain says, we're going to um, uh, divert to Nader. And the air traffic controller says, like, uh, okay, um, how come? Why? The captain calls back. We've had a bird strike. No. Are you kidding? No. <gasps> We've had a bird strike. And, and now we uh, just skipped along the goddamn water like a friggin' skinny rock. Yes. <laughs> no. Wow. A bird. Know. How yep. dare you blame it on those sweet baby birds just trying to live I life. I know. They are oh, despicable. So they actually do fly. They divert. They land at their diversion airport. No way. They're still claiming, well, the captain's still claiming bird strike, <laughs> but this plane is smashed up. Right. It's smashed up. The front, the, all of the, the landing gear has been damaged because the landing oh gear God, was, right. was, was down when they hit the water. So the back landing gear and the nose landing gear are both very damaged. There's like no. visual, obvious, severe damage. Not caused by a bird. Not caused by a bird. And I just think about, again, like the trainee. Like this is your yeah. first day of work or whatever. Your first right. week, whatever it is. It's oh fine. my gosh. Sometimes you hit the water oh. every now and then. Oh, everybody did Horrified. live. Oh my god! Everybody gosh. did live. Thank God. Uh, the. Uh, he would ooh. be in jail forever. Everybody lived though. Everybody lived. Everybody lived. Holy I assume that their uh, jobs did not live. I, I would that hope their not. Jobs... The plane lived. The plane did live. They repaired the plane. Oh so, my gosh. Uh, no birds were harmed, actually, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> so really, everybody lived. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my gosh. Wow. Can you imagine? No. Oh. If that were my first day at work, I'd be like, no, this isn't for me. This is not for me. <laughs> well, also, I mean, no one likes to be a snitch, but you gotta, you gotta oh, tell them what right. happened, champ. Right. Like, this is... This is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those situations where you gotta God. just. Do you would away. you would you snitch like if you were I don't know how old I would pilots like twenty three would you snitch? I mean, I think I would snitch because like the the thing is gonna snitch like the, the right, right. is gonna snitch. <laughs> sure, I guess they do. Know <laughs> so that. like, yeah, I might like say the captain seems like a really nice guy <laughs> but like but, so, I don't think uh, but we definitely his... touched the ground and we're in the water yeah yeah if it had been the ground or like a house or anything no you gotta snitch you gotta snitch yeah. if there's a recording that's already yeah. snitching on you yes we're we're I think we've all made it clear that we're good Americans and we yes. abide <laughs> we abide by the national no snitching policy 100% but, but in this Sometimes case, you got to snitch. snitch. Yeah. You got to snitch. Wow. You got to snitch because you can't look a human being in the eye and say, not nah, with a bird strike. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, 
<laughs> but that See, guy did. That it, pilot oh. 100% did. He was like, yeah, serious it's, bird. I don't man, know. Man, those these I birds coming out of nowhere. These keep making them bigger and bigger. <laughs> like <laughs> oh. Wow. So I'm so glad everybody lives because this yes. is such a funny story as it exists. It's so scary. Yeah. It's not funny. It's bad. It's poor performance. But the ending, um, yeah, like total yeah. encompassing. It's it's pretty funny. It's it's also I mean, it's authentically shocking. Yes. Right. This isn't like some cowboy in the seventies, right? Like this is right. 2018. Oh my gosh. This is so it's oh. so funny that you did this particular <laughs> story today because the my fact was going to be about the jet boo pilot <laughs> oh just to talk about him because it's interesting yeah. as fuck there's no fact no, necessarily me. but that's fucking a, a, yes that stupid jet blue pilot like just uh, like i don't know last week sometime he was trying to fly out of buffalo and his oh. blood alcohol was like four times the limit of what pilots can no. have it was like no. six in the morning is... no yes the fucking tsa it, snitched on him yeah you gotta that's another time where you really gotta you gotta, you gotta yeah. snitch yeah it's so it's just very very funny that um we that you did oh. that story <laughs> because i are you assuming he's drunk the, the, the captain had to be drunk to he had to be like something this. i mean i would never i would never accuse someone of that in S- certainly the, not in morocco exactly too, where, exactly yeah no and oh i was just gosh. i was more horrified that it was a jet blue pilot i mean we were talking jet blue right. up the other day and i was like I know, oh my so many- god <laughs> oh he got a little too lackadaisical no no i mean i've told you that i mean i don't that's unfortunately japan airlines has i think it's an un an unfair how can i say this uh more than its fair share of stories like that Mm. unfortunately um because in the time that I worked there, there were like four incidents like that. And that's a lot. Shit. I didn't work there that long. Yeah. I know. I know. Damn. Some of them were flight attendants where I feel kind of worse almost for the flight yeah. attendants. Right. But, but that did, but with us, I think, I, I think I've said this before that, I mean, sorry, Jal, it's a great airline and you should feel safe flying it. But, uh, the, uh, pilots, stay at like a very nice hotel like the hotels that japan airlines puts the pilots up in yeah. for these long haul flights are very very nice and they're in manhattan so there's like a, a company a taxi company that they use a special company to shuttle them back and forth mm. and the the driver of that was bringing the pilots to the airport to jfk on a day i was working and the the cab driver <clears throat> the cab driver called us in the office. They had our number because it was like to tell us if they're running late or something like that. The bus driver called us and was like, one of these pilots is drunk, like drunk, drunk. Yeah. Yep. That's not good. Nope. Nope. See, now why do you think that this particular one made the news? (laughs) The one I just told or the JetBlue one? (laughs) No, 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 no. Sorry. The JetBlue one. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's, I mean, not common, yeah. but it's fairly common, I would imagine. I mean, even and, like, you know, you drink something and four hours later you're flying a plane and you have like a sip of a drink. You could have alcohol in your blood still. Well, yeah, they're not supposed to drink at all. I think the I think it's 
16 hours. They're not supposed to drink anything 16 hours mm. before a flight. And um, the the reason why people the reason why we have stories like this a is because people are quick to snitch if you appear drunk right right but also um my i don't know this if i had to guess in buffalo my guess would be that um somebody snitched on the snitch basically and like told a news person that somebody Mm, like in some way announced it or it might be that JetBlue has like a very uh maybe JetBlue's very forthcoming about those things maybe JetBlue yeah. snitches on themselves and like reports it to I, i'm sure it has to be reported to the faa but right or maybe they like arrested the pilot did it say that if they arrested the pilot um i believe they did arrest the pilot yeah that might be why then because that would be like a public record if they gotcha. arrested the pilot yeah he was taken into think- custody yeah okay that might be why because i don't by, i by uh, guess my, who oh, no who? by the nfta police oh oh that's NFTA a job is like our it's our public is the public right. Sorry, i can't stop nfta is the public uh transportation in buffalo and so the public transportation oh, police arrested oh him. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I did not understand. Is this real? The yeah. the like the Buffalo bus <laughs> people? Yeah. Like that's... the bus drivers? Yeah. They have a police force? Yeah. Oh yeah. They drive up and down Main Street all the time. But can't do anything. I mean they do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. They like pretend to pull that's... people over. It's ridiculous. They have such a complex but it's funny because they, they uh they arrested him oh my gosh <sighs> that's why they wanted yeah. to brag to the news that's why yeah. i made the news yeah they wanted to be like we did something we justify our costs to the taxpayer oh my god seriously oh exactly he apparently could face like, federal he, charges yeah i bet he well especially if he i mean if he got through if he was at tsa when he got caught he was like yeah. clearly trying right. to board the plane right like, right exactly was, i think they gave yeah. him the breathalyzer in the cockpit they and came they, to and, him with a breathalyzer yeah. yeah that's a problem if you're sitting was, in the cockpit exactly it was 0.17 he blew so oof, so oof, like oof, you know oof, he's pretty drunk, drunk. drunk he's pretty drunk pretty yeah drunk. he's pretty pretty drunk like yeah. too drunk way too drunk to drive yeah a car yeah oh yeah no. yeah way oh, too no. drunk to drive a car like double mm, that's not yeah. good buddy you can't do that yeah i know it's just buffalo but it's also your life and yeah. everyone else's lives exactly no. exactly he was from florida it said so uh, i know to be having any listeners in florida i've never looked at that statistic so <laughs> no we don't have so. any listeners in florida i that's a little embarrassing uh, no, I mean, if you're in Florida, if you're listening to this, well, my my aunt, my glorious beloved aunt, yeah, uh, lives in Florida. Oh, I forgot so. you can't look on the uh, app. Oh for yeah, states. I know. I'm doing. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this and you're and you're in Florida, you have to send us a picture hey. of your backyard now. So yes, so send and the there better be a friggin' alligator or snake in it. Oof! You don't like snakes. <clears throat> I hate them. You really, but hate it's just snakes. another reminder why I don't go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the, do you 
I don't know if I'm making this story up, but did you have, uh, did you see uh, like a wild black mamba when you were in Africa? Yeah. Oh yeah. We saw black mambas and there was, um, they like hang in the trees sometimes. We yeah. none, Ooh. we didn't see any on the ground. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. we heard stories from people who would say that like they would literally chase people. Like if they were hungry, <laughs> they would, they would literally chase people down the road. Um, oh, but we gosh. had like i don't even know what kind of snake it was it was i don't know it was like green and spotted but um it was probably mm. about 14 feet long and like wow i don't know an insane amount wide in our fucking backyard that someone hunted down like no hard pass oh wow wow but um yeah i snakes are like not the animal that i'm afraid of i Ugh. tend to like snakes i really don't want to i really wouldn't want a reptile of any kind to kill me it would really bother me if a reptile killed me why like just because they just have simple brains if i got like <laughs> defeated in combat by a reptile do you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't even want me it has no interest in me i have no interest in it like right. we could have just fair. been on our way that's a fair but, assessment <laughs> but like well you know how i feel i've probably said this too many times on this show and it's probably annoying but like if like a mountain lion or like a if a mountain lion killed me, if like the last thing I ever saw was a mountain lion, yeah, I do feel like that's more of like an honor <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> okay, for the record, like, we've never talked about this. Oh, we've never talked about this. Oh. I've never talked to you about this. You're like it's the highest honor of my life. I want a jaguar, or whatever the fuck, to kill me, a mountain lion. <laughs> well, no, because like you'll never see one in the wild. You could like no, right. you could like no. live in the woods in Colorado, or whatever, for for your entire life and never lay eyes on a mountain lion. Really? Like, Is that so, true? Wow. Yeah, because they're so they're so evasive and sneaky. That's you know, fair. like they're they're like they don't want you to see them, so you don't see them. And That's so I feel fair. like. If it if it chose me, <laughs> that is an honor. You're not wrong. That's an know. honor. Whereas, like a stupid alligator of a, right. a snake that's they're not even going to eat me. Yeah, they're just. I mean, I like I like them. Like great, great. Like right. if you have a pet snake and he's got tons of personality, great, right. good. Right. But like, I just feel like broadly speaking, <laughs> this is <laughs> not a complex brain. Right, right. But, that's fair. That's very fair. I can appreciate I, that. Yeah. So, and Brian, for the record, feels this way, except he feels like this about sharks. He feels mm. like he doesn't want like a, a stupid fish to, yeah. to eat him because it's just fair. a stupid fish brain. Right. <laughs> like they're simple fish minds. God. Just, They've just know. been killing for millions of years. That's all they know how to do, basically. Oh, so long. They're so old. So old. They're so old. They're so old. Goodness. They're they're very i i i understand that broadly speaking this is going to turn into a different show if we get yes. on. <laughs> no i just feel like broadly speaking i understand that like that sharks are not usually violent that they do not like to harm people right. that they're curious that they're like people I don't know. There's that there's like people who go up to them in diving suits and like pull uh barbs or whatever out of them mm, hooks mm-hmm. out of them if they get hooked on stuff and the mm-hmm. shark is just like thanks man and like swims away right like all of that is great but like the 
USS Indianapolis happened. <laughs> oh my and God, I'm just yes. not, No interest. Ooh. No interest. Don't look that up. If you don't know what I'm referring to, spare yourself. I know. I don't think the, the anniversary just happened, I think. I heard something it, about it yeah, recently. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Ooh, gosh. I know. I know. Don't. I mean, if you've seen Jaws, that story is in <laughs> Jaws. We'll yeah. watch Jaws. It'll be great. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch. This is a different show now. This is just a conversation. We're but, turning it into sharks. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sharks. It's, it's from here on out. It's only a shark podcast. It's just going to be about sharks. We don't. I don't know a lot about sharks. So I know nothing about sharks. Rough. I know they have black eyes like a doll's eyes, yeah. and, and that's all I know. And there's Shark but, Week in August. Yeah, yeah, and that's always a good time. It's a always. good time because it's so hyped yes and everyone exactly. just accepted that that's yeah. a thing yes they 100 yeah. like discover animal planet whoever the fuck runs it just like shoved shark week into culture and everyone was like yes this is what we want but no, exactly does anybody real. watch shark week no one watches it for real no, right? like, i don't have you I ever don't sat know. down in the know. middle of the summer to watch a fucking shark show at shark week like no right no whoever runs that channel or whatever has great marketing skills so they have the best marketing people do you remember the mermaid the mermaid documentary oh my god yes guys i think about that all the time i am horrified yes because i was duped (laughs) (laughs) no all i remember is like i watched the mermaid documentary and then i was like this is a beautiful piece of art like this is just the world needs to see this and i remember you making you and ty and brian watch it but what i remember is like after we watched it i you and brian and ty i don't super remember ty's reaction but i just remember thinking like you and brian both like very cautiously asked me if i was showing (laughs) that to you because i believed it (laughs) like very very like gently kind of feeling out if i thought mermaids were real as a result (laughs) (laughs) guys watch that just it just i think the whole thing is on youtube i'm pretty sure the whole thing is on youtube so if you want to have a good old time and a very good if you have time between watching all of Aaron's videos and all yes. of Tim's videos, yes. FS Mania, always be plugging other people's shows. Love if you it. have time between watching all of their shows to watch, I don't know what to call it, Animal Planet Mermaid documentary, yeah. Yeah. it's like 45 minutes. It's, it's a riot. It's convincing. It's very convincing. It's, yeah. They, I'm pretty sure that's like they interview Noah, but they don't really. It's just an actor yes. pretending yeah. to work for Noah. Like it's it's a beautiful piece of art. It's very but, good. Oh, so these are the the good times we enjoy when everybody lives. Yes, and, thank uh, God. Oh yeah. my gosh, it would be it would not be a fun story if no, they died. No, it It'd would be, be just a stupid, prideful like. I'm a new captain or I'm a I'm a seasoned captain. Let me show off or whatever the right. fuck he was trying to do. I don't know. Right. But I know. Pass. It is like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but <laughs> 45 uh, feet above yeah. the ground. Ooh. Oh, 45 feet is my is your house. Your your like, building is yeah. probably 80 or 100 feet tall. At least. Yeah. 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 Like close to that. Yeah. Crazy. Like crazy. That's sick. It's too low, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. don't do it. But, uh, 
All right. I love you so, so much, Mariah. I love you, Casey. Oh, guys. Wait. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Collab. We're doing a collaboration with uh, Bath and Body Parts. Yes. It's a true crime podcast. Definitely check them out. We're really excited about it. It'll probably come out in a few weeks. So we are doing a collaboration with them. Check them out. We'll probably post about it on Instagram if I can figure out how to do that. And yeah. So on that note, I love you, Mariah. I love you, Casey. And I love all of you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you notice anything we got wrong or you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and TikTok. Be sure to check out Bath and Body Parts. They are the podcast we just finished a collaboration with. It was so much fun. Uh, you'll love their show if you like true crime. And I think most of you like true crime, let's be real. <laughs> so be sure to check them out and uh, look out for the episode that we have coming up with them. Thanks for listening. Bye.